to take your seats. And we're going to read from the Bible now. We're going to read what happened on that first Easter morning from Matthew chapter 27. And Ben is going to come out and read that for us. So the reading is taken from Matthew chapter 27, verse 62, through to chapter 28, verse 10. It can be found on page 1000 of the Church Bible. The next day, the one after preparation day, the chief priests and the Pharisees went to Pilate. Sir, they said, we remember that while he was still alive, that deceiver said, after three days I will rise again. So give the order for the tomb to be made secure until the third day. Otherwise his disciples may come and steal the body and tell the people that he is raised from the dead. This last deception will be worse than the first. Take a guard, Pilate answered. Go, make the tomb as secure as you know how. So they went and made the tomb secure by putting a seal on the stone and posting the guard. After the Sabbath, at dawn on the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went to look at the tomb. There was a violent earthquake, for an angel of the Lord came down from heaven and, going to the tomb, rolled back the stone and sat on it. His appearance was like lightning, and his clothes were white as snow. The guards were so afraid of him, they shook and became like dead men. The angel said to the women, Do not be afraid, for I know you are looking for Jesus, who was crucified. He is not here, he is risen, just as he said. Come, see the place where he lay. Then go quickly and tell his disciples, He has risen from the dead and is going ahead of you into Galilee. There you will see him, now I have told you. So the women hurried away from the tomb, afraid yet filled with joy, and ran to tell his disciples. Suddenly, Jesus met them. Greetings, he said. They came to him, clasped his feet, and worshipped him. Then Jesus said to them, Do not be afraid. Go and tell my brothers, go to Galilee. There they will see me. Thank you. Well, before we look a bit more at that passage, let me pray for us. Heavenly Father, please would you help us now? Would you teach us? Would you help us to see what's going on in these verses and see the reality of them and what it means for us? We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Marley was dead to begin with. Now, I know it's not Christmas. I know it's Easter. But those are great opening lines to a book, aren't they? Marley was dead to begin with. That's how A Christmas Carol starts. Really gripping lines. Somebody's dead. That's quite dramatic. That's quite a big thing. And then to finish by saying, to begin with, are you trying to say that they aren't dead anymore? It's a great way to start a book. Obviously, that's only from a made-up ghost story kind of book. Impossible things like that can happen in made-up stories. But in the real world, no way. There is no way that someone who was dead to begin with wouldn't be dead when we end it. 
except that Easter is the impossible story that just happens to be true. Ben might well have begun his Bible reading just a moment ago by saying, Jesus was dead to begin with. Because at the start of things, that's just where Jesus was. He was dead as a doornail. But he didn't stay that way for long. He was only dead to begin with. But we do want to begin at the beginning. So our true story this morning begins like this, that Jesus looked defeated. He looked completely defeated, didn't he? He was dead. His enemies had won, hadn't they? That's what it looked like. Ever since he burst on the scene, people had opposed him. They disagreed with what he said. They didn't want it to be true because Jesus said some outrageous things. He said he came from God. He said he spoke with God's authority. He said that he was God. And then he did things. He did things that backed up those claims. He healed people. He, he gave the blind their sight. He could calm storms. He, he could do all of these amazing things to prove that. And he did it all humbly, kindly, graciously. He did it in the kind of way that makes you think, well, I hope that's what God is like. He didn't lord it over people. He came alongside the weak. And in all those ways, there is nobody more compelling than Jesus. And that is why he had to be stopped. His enemies hated it. They hated the attention that he was getting. He hated that people were ditching them to start following him. He hated, they hated that if what he said was true, they also should start to follow him. And so they had to put a stop with it, which is what happened on Good Friday. Can anyone tell me what happened on Good Friday? What happened on Good Friday? Yeah, go on. Jesus died on the cross. That's where they got what was coming to them, if you like. That's where he, he got the ending they thought he deserved. They uh, bribed one of his closest friends to turn him in. They worked together to have him found guilty of something he hadn't done. And they pushed it on so that he was killed publicly. He was defeated. Well, that's what it looked like anyway. But still they weren't happy. Surely you think he's dead, he's defeated, but no, that wasn't enough. Jesus is gone. What about his followers? <coughs> what if they try and keep it going? And that's what the bit in the Bible we read was about. The religious leaders were so worried that they went to Pilate, the governor. Sorry, I'm not choking up. My throat's just gone funny. <coughs> So the same people who were criticizing Jesus for breaking the Sabbath by healing people, these are the kind of people who are happy to go on an extra special Passover Sabbath to go and get his disciples into trouble. These are real hypocrites. They go to Pilate and they say in verse 63, Sir, we remember that while he was alive, that deceiver said, after three days I will rise again. So give the order for the tomb to be made secure until the third day. Otherwise, his disciples may come and steal the body and tell people that he had been raised from the dead. So Jesus had said he was going to rise again. Obviously, he's not actually going to rise from the dead. I mean, that would be ridiculous. That's what they think. So they say, look, let's make sure the tomb is guarded so nobody gets to go in 
and steal the body. Because if people go around saying Jesus has risen from the dead, then those Christians will never shut up about it. And that would be an absolute disaster. So what we'll do, we will stop anybody from getting into that tomb. Please can I have a volunteer to be a guard? Do you want to be a guard? Okay, the two of you, the two, you two, come out and be guards. Okay. Um, we're going to pretend that this is Jesus' tomb, okay? We're going to pretend that this is Jesus' tomb. Um, you're going to guard it. Okay, you're going to have to take it in turns to hold this, okay? Now, I need you to really block this door. We need to really block this door. Now, if anybody goes for the door handle, if anybody goes for the door handle, you need to get them, okay? So if anybody goes for the door handle, you need to get them. Don't you a bit? That's not a very good guard, is it? Come on. If anybody goes for the... Oh! There we go. So if anybody goes... So, so that's what we've got. We've got guards there. There actually would have been more than one, more than two. A guard, when he says take a guard, that doesn't mean a guard. That means a guard of soldiers. That would have been about 16 soldiers. Okay? And then in verse 66, it says to put a seal on the stone. That would have been like a piece of rope covered in clay or wax with an official Roman seal on it. If you break one of those seals, that is a serious crime. So you couldn't just go and have a look and then shut it as if no one had been in there. Now, if you break that, that is a real crime and they will know about it. Now, we don't have a seal, but we've got some of this tape. Okay, so I'm going for the door handle, but it's, I'm not going for the handle. I'm just going for the thing. Okay, so we're going to go from here. Oh, no! Come on. Come on. And we're going to stick this tape here. Can you hold that there? Oh, you hold that. There we go. We're going to put that like that. Okay. Right? That's our seal. Okay, we're happy with that? It's pretty sealed. Right. Nobody's going to get that. If I try to go in... Oh, see. Oh, I got shot again. Okay. So it's like Pilate said, wasn't it? When he said, go and make the tomb as secure as you know how. Got the big fat stone over the front, blocking it in. The door's shut. We've got guards out in the front. Guns included. You might want to swap guns. So you get to go with the gun. Guns out included. We've got it sealed at the door. So nobody is getting in. Absolutely no one is getting in. Even after his death, they're rubbing it in, aren't they? That Jesus is defeated. He certainly looks it. Because no one is getting in. Oh, dear. But do you think Jesus was defeated? No. no. And that's the great news of Easter, that he looked defeated, but Jesus rose victorious. They were laughing. They were congratulating themselves. But Jesus had the last laugh because he rose victorious. They were so busy making sure nobody got into the tomb, they didn't think about somebody coming out. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> Very good. Very good. Very good. Well done. Well done. Very good. Tell you what, John, you shot me. You don't get a prize. You do get an egg. There you go. You guys Have you got one bullet left? We'll keep that here just in case. So, so we see what was going on. They were so ready to stop people going in. They just hadn't even factored in somebody might come out. Now, it started with the women who'd seen Jesus die, going back to visit where they'd seen him be buried. It was Sunday morning now. There'd been an earthquake, 
an angel, an angel so terrifying the guards had a little earthquake of their own as they shook and fell like dead men. Uh, again, so much for Jesus being defeated. The people guarding the tomb look more dead than him now, don't they? The angel rolls away the stone, sits on the top. It must have been quite a sight when the women arrived. And they must have looked quite scared because the angel says to them in verse 5, Do not be afraid, for I know that you're looking for Jesus who was crucified. He is not here. Now, he's not not here because they've gone to the wrong place. Because they saw him be buried. It's not that he's not here because he wasn't dead. No, you're looking for Jesus who was crucified. He is not here because he has risen. They invite them to say, come and see where he was laid. He has risen. Jesus rose victorious. Just as he said. That's a really important part of this story. That he did it just as he said. The religious leaders remembered what he said. After three days, I'd rise again. They did everything they could to stop it, but it happened just as he said. Nobody can stop the Lord our God. Nothing can stand in his way. Trying to stop Jesus is like trying to stop a truck with a wet paper towel. It just can't be done. The children tried to stop the adults winning a blockbuster. But it couldn't be done. They tried to block them, but they were victorious. How much more so is Jesus that when he promises to do something, it is as good as done. He said, three days after death, he'd rise again. And he did. And he did. And all that stuff. That means we can trust everything he says. If he says it, then it's true. If he says that he's God, he means it. If he says that when he was dying, he was doing that to forgive your sins, he meant it. When he says that we should trust in him, we should, because it all happened just as he said. The women hurried away, says they were afraid, yet filled with joy. And, yet, and then who turns up but Jesus himself? Verse 9, suddenly Jesus met them. Greetings, he said. I love that. The word greetings to us sounds quite formal, doesn't it? You know, greetings, my good lady, that kind of thing. But really, it's just sort of going, hi. <laughs> he suddenly appears. The Lord comes back from death, meets his followers. Hello. <laughs> it's me as these friends are back together. They must have been absolutely flabbergasted. They fell at his feet and worshipped him. We should, shouldn't we, worship him? He looked defeated, but he rose victorious. And he wasn't just victorious over the Romans or the guards, or victorious over the religious leaders, over everyone who doubted him. He was victorious over death itself, victorious over sin, victorious over Satan and hell, victorious over all. Now, death casts a horrible shadow, doesn't it, over our world. It spoils everything. Even days like today, we think about those who aren't with us. Death is a horrible thing. And sin, all the things that people do wrong, that just messes everything up. Cuts us off from God, leads us away from him forever. But Jesus rose victorious. So if you're trusting in Jesus today, praise God for Easter, for the resurrection. Because that is the grounds for all of our hope. Maybe that's something to talk about as we have coffee and things later or, or over lunch, to think about why is it so good 
that Jesus rose from the dead. We'll just think of all the things he is victorious over. And if you're not trusting in Jesus today, well, I know it looks like Jesus was defeated. It looks now, 2,000 years on, like he's lost and everybody's moved on, but he is alive. And if that's true, that's worth taking seriously. It's great that you're with us today. There's loads of ways that you could find out more about this claim. We've got books like this downstairs. We'd love you to just take those free of charge. If you'll read it, please take it. Uh, we've also got a course coming up, Hope Explored. We were talking about this a bit earlier at the uh, top of Grins Hill. This is a great thing for Easter, isn't it? We're talking about hope, but is that really believable? Is there actually really hope? We'll come to Hope Explored. It's three evenings, three Wednesday evenings, starting later this month, a chance to chat about these kind of claims that Jesus makes to see, is it just wishful thinking or is it true? So why not pick up one of these postcards or come and talk to me about that? Whatever your uh, stage of thinking about these things is, it is a wonderful thing today to be able to say that Jesus is alive, that nothing could defeat him because he was only dead to begin with. Why don't I pray for us? Father, thank you so much for this wonderful truth that although Jesus died, now he lives, that he rose victorious. Help us to trust in him today and to be like those women at the tomb who were filled with joy. And we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen.